especially annoying. The third text is from Isabel Cruz, my best friend. She's also entering the photo contest. And she has shot me a picture of the shrine to the Virgin of Guadalupe in her mother's bedroom. The photo shows the most recent addition. Her mother is constantly making offerings. And now, the brightly colored doll has four dead roses, no doubt taken from one of the tables her mom had cleared that day, wedged into her veil. I write back, Brava, preciosa. Then I take a photo of the bait shack's faded sign with my phone and send it to her. The fourth text is from my boyfriend, Newton. How can I explain what one question from him can do to me? We have been together for so long, through the best of times and the worst of times. He sat in the row behind me at my father's funeral, and I reached back to hold his hand through most of it. So why have I been pulling away? It's not that I don't love him. I want to say, if anything, I love him too much. He's written, How can you say being apart is better? Oh, Newton. That's too hard to answer by text, and I'm late for Tilly. Or at least that's my excuse. It's Saturday, and he and I haven't seen each other once since getting out of school yesterday. And to tell you the truth, I plan to avoid him until Monday. I get back into the car. My father's ghost is gone. I throw my phone and camera on the passenger seat and head north on Shore Road. Now I really need to hurry to Tilly. My sister's not that strong academically. She's having senior slump and she's only a freshman. So the fact she spent hours at the museum doing research for a school project deserves praise and encouragement. Our mom is grading papers, so I am Tilly's designated chauffeur. I'll make up for being late by taking her out for hot chocolate. Long shadows fall across the road dappling the 200-year-old stone walls with black and silver. Everything is a photograph. I want to stop here, see if I can capture the spare and haunting beauty. But my phone buzzes again. It's on the seat beside me, right against my camera. The metal on metal sounds loud and jarring. It's Tilly, of course. If she could just wait, I'd be there soon, and we could take the long way home, listen to the radio, and when we stop for Coco, I'll make sure she gets extra marshmallows. But my phone is exploding with texts, little Tilly-isms. What you doing that's more important than your only sister? Followed shortly by, um, I'm still here. Then, just here killing time while the museum is trying to close. You are keeping people from their dinners. Maybe I'll take the passive-aggressive route and ignore her. So tempting. Instead, I speed up. And here she is again. At least tell me how long you'll be. My hand hovers over my phone. I'm a bit torn about whether to just keep going or to waste time pulling over to respond. She sends another, all caps, as if she's screaming at me. So obviously agitated, she misspells, answer me. That makes me laugh, which she would hate. I'm heading down the long straightaway toward the bridge. The two white church steeples that mark the town of Black Hall rise above bare trees scoring the low hills. It's a sleepy little town in wintertime, 
Summer people come from New York and Hartford with fancy cars and lots of money. But in February, it's just us locals, and the roads are empty. So I grab my phone. Everyone knows, don't text and drive. And I don't, I swear. Well, I do. But only when I am sure it's safe. When there are no other cars, no bends in the road, only in daylight, and only when it's a quick reply. I see our town's single traffic light half a mile ahead. The bridge is on my left. It arches over the Connecticut River, a simple span with the most beautiful views in the world. Fields and wetlands, winter brown and crisscrossed with frozen tidal creeks glisten on the right. I'm going 43 miles an hour, just slightly over the speed limit. I pump the brakes as I approach the light. 40 miles an hour. Phone in my right hand, thumb hitting the keys as my eyes dart from the road.